This is the Daily Signal podcast, and I'm Kate Trinko. We're on a short hiatus for the holidays, but we wanted to share one of our favorite interviews from 2019 with you. We'll be back to our regular programming on Monday, January 6th. It's because of support from listeners like you that we can continue to produce podcasts like Heritage Explains and SCOTUS 101. And you can help us keep it up by going to www.heritage.org podcast today to make your tax-deductible gift. Well, we're joined now by Maj Toure. He is the founder of a group called Black Guns Matter. Maj, thanks for joining us here. Thanks for having me. So, Maj, uh, I want to ask you about your organization. Yeah. Um, but first, I want to ask you about how you got involved in uh, defending the Second Amendment. Well, so from urban America, I'm from North Philly. And from where I'm from, uh, a lot of times the conversation about firearms is spoken in hushed tones. You know, the left has made a very good job of uh, convincing urban America that firearms aren't for them. The Second Amendment doesn't relate to them. So in seeing that, uh, my friends across the country, you know, um, catching firearms charges, not because they robbed somebody, but because they didn't know you got to fill out this paperwork because you bought the firearm legally, but here are the carry laws in your particular city or state. So that's something that we can, you know, we can educate people and get that, you know, turning people into felons for things of missing information. So that's something that we can inform people about. So we started Black Guns Matter to do just that, to inform people in urban America while cutting down on a conflict, you know, um, we deal with conflict resolution, de-escalation, and things of that nature. But it started to turn into a whole political situation. Now we're informing people about the Second Amendment from urban America, expressing or exposing them to uh, conflict resolution and de-escalation, as well as getting them politically involved. If you are not politically involved, all of this is for naught. Yeah. So tell, tell, tell me just about how people think about their own rights when it comes you know, in the inner city when they think yeah. about guns obviously you mentioned uh you know guns are spoken about differently because yeah. of their association with crime yeah um but what's the how, how you know how do um, people understand their their own rights they understand their own rights by being presented with the information yeah. a lot of times what's happened in certain urban demographics is the information civics are removed from the schools Right. So from a very beginning space where we had a young, impressionable mind that we could identify with conservative ideology and liberty to be and freedom based ideology, to be perfectly honest, that information is switched in certain demographics. So that's the first way, education. The second thing is, you know, getting involved, going to a range, understanding the mechanics and the safety components that go along with firearms and then seeing if it's for you. We're not an organization that says you have to have a gun right now. What we want you to do is be well-informed and educated, and if you decide to have a firearm as a means of protection for yourself, your loved ones, and your family, then you do so. But doing that and making that choice from a well-informed, responsible, and safe perspective is really the key, especially in a spot where all of the demographics are saying gun control, gun control, gun control, gun control. On top of that, it's homicide, 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 homicide. Gun control is about people control. It's not about safety. It's not about making Americans safer. It's not about respecting our freedoms. It's about taking large percentages of American populations, urban centers, urban metropolises, New York City, 8.5, sometimes 9 million people, and telling them they do not have the right, as stated in the Second Amendment, to defend their lives. Our organization is there to push that back, and the education and the understanding is how we do that. Yeah. Well, just to zoom out a little bit, just from the Second Amendment, um, speaking in general, you know, conservatives uh, engaging urban communities. Yeah. Um, where are some major? Obviously, it's not it's not been a historic part of the conservative yeah. movement, but right. 
Um, but a lot of I'm hearing a lot of folks, uh, a lot of more interest here at the Heritage Foundation. You know, Kay Coles James has talked a lot about that. Yeah. Um, what are some ways that conservatives need to, um, you know, some strategies for expanding the movement into urban communities? So the first thing is one: you have to understand that most of urban America is conservative in their values. They just don't know what the conservative movement is. Interesting. That's one. Two. You have to have liaisons. We've been doing this work for three years already. The left has done a much better job at presenting, you know, conservative ideology than the right has. And they're presenting it in a negative fashion. So because of that, urban environments do not trust you. They do not trust, you know, the conservative movement for the most part. You have to have liaisons. It's just like the mob. I hate to use the crude (laughs) reference. If we don't know you... Do you are you co-signing for this person? If yeah. we don't know him, we're not even talking to him. Yeah. Even if I and you are saying the exact same thing, if that demographic, my demographic, does not know you, yeah. they do not trust you. Yeah. What happens a lot of times is our ego says, "Well, I have the truth. I'm right. I'm factually accurate." Yeah. You're not factoring in the PR that's been put on a demographic that you want to reach to, even if the information that you have is accurate and yeah. would help that um, you know that demographic and in turn help America. So what the conservative movement can do is link up with organizations like Black Guns Matter that are already from in, and we have a trust system. I'm from the place. It's it's, it's breathing to me. Yeah. Other than that, you're going to be spinning your wheels. You know what I mean? So you got to get behind it. And and my demographic, you know, know, supports people that go, hey, we're supporting and getting behind this work. And my demographic goes, oh, this, this is cool? Yeah, they got a lot of information that you should be on. You have to have liaisons. That's true in any, you know scenario. So I think that's what the conservative movement can do a lot more to yeah. get a lot better at that. A lot better. If that you happens, are you optimistic that you can kind of uh, yeah. cut, cut around some of the uh, you know, indoctrination in public schools and to really engage well? Are you optimistic about, about what can happen? Absolutely optimistic. Yeah. Absolutely optimistic. The reason why there's optimism is because of the fact that it's what we've already done. Yeah. You go to our classes, it's not just, just at the range and just teaching somebody about stance, grip, sight alignment, and things of that nature. Yeah. Firearm is a tool, a tool to defend freedom. Everybody from urban America understands the want and desire for freedom, period. Yeah. Everybody in urban America, for the most part, isn't rich. So they understand being fiscally responsible and conservative. Everybody in urban America, whether they're black, white, Spanish, Asian, doesn't matter. They like Wakanda. They like Black Panther. What more conservative nation could you use even in fiction land? So my point there is there's an identification with the concept. It's just the people that are there to present the information before we started doing this work were far and few in between. So there's hope because when we come to, when we present our classes, you know, people are, we're presenting information that is legit, that we can go, yo, hop on your phone right now and don't believe me, research it. When you tie those dots and connect those dots and cross those T's and dot those I's, my hood, my all hoods across America go, I understand this, I relate to it, now I have a label for it. Mm, You know? It's just that we need more responsible uh, conservatives that may not be from urban America to understand that we need urban America. And that's how we get this W in this fight, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Well... Mastro, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, where can folks find your website? Uh, so, for one, people can come get at me at on all social media at Mastro, A M A at M A J T O U R E. And um, if something that I've said to the people that are listening right now, if there's something that you know you agree with, and if you want to support, our classes are free based on everyone paying it forward. Um, if you want to go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter, 
donate five bucks. Donate fifty bucks. If you're one of these super rich guys and women walking around here, donate fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> It'll help a whole lot to do the work that's necessary for us to preserve our liberties and our freedoms. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the interview. And again, we'll be back to our regular podcast programming on Monday, January 6th. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Kate Trinko and Daniel Davis. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, the Leah Rampersad, and Mark Guiney. For more information, visit DailySignal.com.